Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. And once again, I'm Martin, and I have with me the king of the casters, the chief defender of the faith, Mr. Brett Podcast. Brett, we have a couple of great guests today. That's that's right. We are we're going we're going a little heavy today. We're we've got some social messaging coming on. We have from Ignite, Brett Rasmussen and Nick Hill. Guys, how are you? Good. Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks for having us. Well, yeah, we're, thanks for having us. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we're we're really happy. I mean, you've got the new album, uh, self titled album, coming out March twenty fifth. Uh, we've heard the album. I I love the album, and I and honestly, guys, I can't get the river out of my head. So uh, nice work on that for sure. But, uh, but, you know, tell us about, I mean, coming back after a while and just, and just being, being here, you've got the new lead singer. Uh, I mean, honestly, with the music videos, I've seen like everybody who's commenting loves it. So that must make you feel great too. It, yeah. It, I mean, incredible. You never know what the reaction is going to be. Every album you've all, we've always done. It's always like, you know, we did our best. We hope other people like it. So that's what, that's all we can do. But yeah, we're, we're excited about this. I mean, it was just basically like when we came to the crossroads at the end of 2019, we just kind of all four of us got together, me, Nick, Craig, and Kevin were like, do we want to do this? Do we want to, what do we want to do? And like, it was like a very obvious consensus that we want to, if we could find the right guy, we want to continue this band. You know, we've, got about a hundred years together us four doing it night <laughs> together and it was like well we love it we love writing together we like playing together we like touring together recording yeah, we, we knew we, we didn't wanted wanna... to do something together we were going to do a band whether it was ignite or not obviously we wanted to do ignite but the four of us are we're locked in so that was that was not a question for for, for me at least yeah. yeah and we but we also didn't want to get stuck in like looking for a singer for two years we were just gonna exactly. like we were gonna give it a short window we were gonna give it like eight months we're gonna actually we said to the end of 2020 if we don't find a guy let's do something else and uh we wanted you know we didn't want to make it this painful process and um yeah, and it wasn't it was awesome <laughs> You found the great. You found a great guy, Eli Santana. Absolutely. So how did how did he come to join the band? Then we got to give credit where credit's due. We have uh, a bit of a uh, like a sorcerer in our drummer Craig Anderson. He seems to come up with uh, the guys whenever he needs to. He 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 is one of the main reasons I joined Ignite back in two thousand. And uh, yeah, to his credit, he he came up with the idea of asking Eli. Um, I think asking him, hey, do you know anybody who might want to try out singing for Ignite? And, and Eli Santana, our singer, said, well, uh, yeah, I'd like to, if that's all right. And that was unexpected. And, and then, geez, I mean, just what we heard immediately coming out of the speakers of him singing was like, OK, like, who is this guy? Where has he been? How we didn't know about him. So that's we gotta get, I gotta give some credit uh, to Craig for that for sure. Yeah, a very happy accident. We didn't have any idea he could sing. We had hung out with him. He was friends with Craig, and then when he like basically sent us back the his uh, vocals on the instrumental version of Bleeding, we were like, okay, let's get in a room it as soon as possible <laughs> with this guy. So yeah. yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, he's got he's got you know a a different voice, but you know, there's certainly still a lot of power. Now, I mean, tell me about the lyrics and how you wrote the songs once, once Eli came on board. We did a bunch of writing before because we didn't know how long this was going to take. So we started writing in early 2020. And like when we write songs, we just don't write a riff and then move on. We finish songs. So we write songs, all music, the whole thing, drums, bass, guitar, leads, 
vocals, lyrics, everything. So we started that whole process quite a few months before he came. And then, yeah. And then once he came in, he just absolutely contributed to that whole process. Start and with it. And the cool thing is, is that he's in a fantastic musician. And so he's contributing songs musically, you know, he's, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, Having him write, I mean, he, he's an incredible guitar player. I mean, if you look into his past, he, he's got to be like, far and away the most accomplished musician of anybody in the band and he's not playing an instrument so that's kind of fun uh, but yeah he brought he brought complete material to the table you know and when we write within ignite i don't think we have you know we we have such a stringent process of like vetting material from lyrics to riffs to to drum fills it's all like it's got to go through the gauntlet so it's it's been like pre-produced reproduced redemoed you know like by the time it gets to Cameron, our producer, it's it's been through the ringer a few times, and it's if it stays in the running, then then it's strong material, almost guaranteed, you know. So it's it's a long process for sure, and 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 lyrically, you know, it's got to be something worth singing about. It's got to be something that's important to you know all of us, hopefully, but at least to whoever's putting the lyrics down. It's got to be. It's they're not filler. It's never anything that's just like, oh, this would be cool it's a it's a long process and that's why that's one of the reasons why it takes forever for ignite to put records out but i like to think that you know we get quality results because of of the level of like you know scrutiny yeah 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 i was gonna say that's i guess there's another way to put it pretty we pretty much scrutinize every detail of it to you know like maybe a little too far sometimes but yeah back uh, on the previous album I, I think in an interview brett had said that it was important, and the important Brett, I mean, not Brett Monroe. Oh, <laughs> well, we call him American Brett. Yeah, American <laughs> Brett. There you go. I think you had said that uh, it was important to kind of reinvent yourself every album while still keeping the essence of the band. So when you make a, a major change like this in the lineup, is that easier? Is that more difficult? What's that kind of? What's that like? I, I mean, for us, it's the same. It was the same mindset. Um, I, we had to just get to work and we were, we know we're going to write a aggressive melodic hardcore record. Um, we know there's going to be some super fast songs. There's going to be peaks and valleys. We always write like slow tempo songs, mid tempo songs. The goal was always the same. Um, obviously the challenge was let's make, making this work with a new voice. And that quickly didn't, we realized wasn't going to be an issue at all. Once we got in the room with him. Um, it got to kind of be fun. Yeah. Because he's dealing, his voice is such a, powerful instrument in and of itself it was kind of like now we could we could kind of have some fun with it i felt you know i don't know if you agree with me brett but yeah, yeah it was like now like all right let's let's see how far we can go with it yeah that's it's interesting you know one of the questions i want to ask is about politics so when it comes to when it comes to writing songs of this nature like how difficult is it to be entirely in a band like is there political disagreements is there is there like you know, do you all tend to agree on the same like core feelings when it comes to writing songs, especially this charged? I think I think we all differ. Yeah. I mean, whether it's in a general sense or in just like the minutiae of whatever issue we're looking at. And even when it comes to a subject matter that that is inherently political, there's always a personal perspective on it that that's what's charging it. You're not hearing Ignite should never, in my mind, be just a mouthpiece for politics or or for like a rundown of, um, you know, looking at like issues in the world. It should be 
that, but through the lens of someone's personal experience through it or imagining someone's personal experience through it. And I think that's a lot of what I always loved about Ignite lyrically when it was politically charged, it felt personal also. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, and we're all different dudes. Yeah. Everyone not, we're not all lockstep on everything. I don't think you'll ever find a group of people that are. And if you know, that's, if that's a deal breaker, then you're never going to find anybody to collaborate with because, you know, you've got to be willing to, to see everyone's viewpoint and see the differing sort of perspectives. And I think that's true of our fan base also. Like, I, I think we can't <laughs> exclude anybody who maybe sees things differently than the viewpoint that we're putting across in the, in the music, because that's not fair. That's not what's great about being a, a, a human being and be also being somebody who has an opinion. The beauty of it is that that it differs from uh, someone else's and that you can have conversation and debate and come to a, a point of understanding whether you agree or not. You need to be able to do that as a human being to, to function in this world, especially now. Yeah. That's actually that's that's a perfect viewpoint, because I think that's one of the things that's been lost, actually, is a lot of people don't want the debate and to have the understanding to respect the other person's opinions. It's great to hear you say that. Uh, now. When you're talking about socially relevant issues, how do you keep it up to date? I mean, I'm already going, I wish I had any night song about what's happening in the Ukraine right now. Are you me? I know. I, yeah. You just ripped me off my couch. I was watching that right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Um, well, Brett, yeah. It's things that jump out to us. I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, let's talk about the river. Let's talk about uh, addressing an immigration issue. Um and it was kind of interesting because over the last month I'm watching the Beatles get back and I'm diving into that documentary and the song get back. What, are, you know, what are they dealing about? 1967, they're talking about immigration and it's like, gee, many Christmas. It's like, it's 2022. And it's like, so there are issues out there that are always going to be there that, that, that we feel need light shed on them. And I think for me, that's uh, always been kind of like echoing what Nick was talking about. Um, I think it's important if we find something that we want to write about politically, that it's something that we think uh, needs some light shed on it. And, and even just to get to like to answer the question in a very nuts and bolts kind of way, the music writing process for Ignite, we write music first, right? Almost always. There may be an idea in the mind. And, and just from my experience as writing for this band and, and the actual breakdown of how it goes is we write or come up with a riff, a beat, everything that comes together, that music drives the whole idea of the song. And, and in my experience, it's like, I feel this aggression, I feel this energy, and I, it makes me feel things. And then in my mind, I connect it directly to something that's like bugging me about like a world event or a personal issue i'm having and then it's like that's the magic that's what happens then the work can start so you put together a musical energy or, or just aggression emotion all those things that kind of make you want to fucking get up and do something or say something and then you find the thing that's been in your subconscious or it, you know the front of your mind even and you add that to it and then it becomes power that's where it comes from for me yeah yeah well, rather than thinking about oh, what can i sing about you know what, do I yeah. want? What, what's important to me like let me write a riff to that it yeah, doesn't it, it almost it, never happens that it's way. hard to write uh over some dark music some happy happy words 
Right? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or I'll go write that song later. You know what I mean? Like when, yep. when the task at hand is to get out what, what is inside of us and what's bugging us or what needs to be said louder, you know, this is the music base that Ignite serves. We serve that community of people who want to get up and want to get loud and want to get energetic and aggressive and, and say something or feel something. That's what we're here for. Well, and that's that's what I absolutely love about like the hardcore and punk sound is is that and and it and I was reminded like watching your your videos, and it and it is definitely different. Like one thing, it's one thing to listen to the album, but then the second that you see the energy of the videos, the the live performances and stuff like that, and it just cranks the energy up even further to see you guys play it and be in it. So I mean you know, how important is that for you guys to also be able to take that kind of energy and feed that into the music? I mean, I, I think that's everything. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I think about the whole songwriting process of sitting in a home, coming up with a riff, sending it off to other guys in the band, working on it, throwing drums on it, building this whole song. But the end point for me is that we're going to play this song in, live in front of people and connect. And it's that, connectivity that we have with our fans all around the world. Like we've played over 50 countries that we go into a room and these people are singing back these lyrics and telling us that like we changed their life and stuff. And that's, it's heavy. It's, it's, it's important to us. And, you know, and, uh, and not just our fans connecting with people that never even heard us before. That's we're, we're looking for a platform to reach new people, you know, and to go like, look, maybe you've never heard of this kind of music. Maybe this is outside of what you're used to listening to. But can you feel it? Yes. Okay. Then, then you're a part. Then you're one of us. And that's all it is. And I sometimes have, uh, you know, I listen to so much music, different types of music. When we get out on tour with bands in our genre, and I see them performing the songs that I've heard them release on online or through the CD, I, it's, I'm way more moved by a band when I see them playing it in a room. Um, and that's what we that's that's we hold that sit, like sacred. We we love that. We hold that so valuable to the, have that tool to be able to connect with people in a small room when there's 200 kids and they're climbing on the ceiling and singing all the words. It's 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 powerful. You've had the opportunity to I mean go in almost every country of the world. It seems like more than 40 countries or something like that. Yeah, 50 and, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you take the time to really experience those places, or is it just kind of a blur in your? in and out one place or the other a hundred percent we try and like soak it all yeah <laughs> um, i mean we were in the ukraine in 2009 and we were there for i think 19 hours we flew in yeah. they took us to sound check <laughs> we played a show uh we didn't get to see too much but we we always try and walk around and see whatever take in some cuisine do that um as much as we can because it's important i think to grow that's how you learn as a human to like realize that other cultures and uh, there's so many beautiful things and people out there in the world that we can connect with. And so many people don't get the opportunity to see that or experience that. It's, it's, it's fantastic yeah. to be yeah, able to you, do that. You'll always catch Ignite out on the death march. If we're in your town or if we're in your country, you're going to see us trudging around looking like where the fuck is the thing we're looking for. We have a great, <laughs> we have a great team too. And like our, uh, our, our tour manager, Norby Painter is huge on that. So whenever we travel with him, he's a Hungarian uh, dude who, who's like, he's one of our best friends. And he makes a point of being like, okay, guys, we get up, we go here. There's a monument here. There's a museum here. Oh, we're going to go eat here. Of course, you know, we got to mix in like food and, and coffees and drinks and stuff 
it's like, yeah, it's a full day. You know, your head hits the pillow at the end of the night. You're like, we're not doing that again tomorrow. And then, of course, <laughs> we're doing that again tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah tra- travel is huge for us, I think. And, and, and to even relate it back to the song craft, getting a global pr- perspective is so important. I think in anything you do, but especially as a musician or creative type, you got to see it all, man. And, and whether you understand it or even agree with it, doesn't matter. You just you need to take it in. You got to yep. take it in. Yeah. What is what have you seen that has really awed you then? That's just left you speechless. Um, a lot of it's in America for me. I'm like, how how is this one place? How is this one connective supposed thought? You know, and it's 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 a mystery to me. And I and I I'm not gonna speak for Brett, but I have family in other parts of the country, and it's like, yeah, we're blood, but we're we're not really connected in ways that I'm connected with people in my life. So, you know, you find different sort of divisions and connections and, and it's not always where you expect it. You know what I mean? And, and I guess that's important to keep an open mind and also to realize that, yeah, like though we're differing vastly, even in a place that's within our own country, you know, like we've got to look for the connections we have. And for me, it's like, yeah, like this is blood. This is somebody that I care about, whether we're in different goddamn universes you know in most ways that that's doesn't matter you know we can find some common ground or we can at least get down get some food have a good time like that yeah yeah and for for me places like when we went to moscow crazy because i you know went to high school in the 80s and this was like it was impossible to to fathom that one day i was going to get a stand in red square and see that it just wasn't something that you know i ever thought I, i went on a uh, my honeymoon to Vietnam and went to Saigon. And that was another thing, you know, growing up coming in the seventies, all the post Vietnam war, I just going to areas that war torn or that were just, you couldn't imagine ever setting foot in and, and cro- stepping over those borders and entering those places. It's, it's, it's that, that's the stuff that makes a huge impression on me, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's amazing, of course, as well to hear you talk about it, because I think that's that's so much. I mean, so much of the time, I think as fans, we think about music as the the whole concert and that's it. Like you play on tour. But yeah, like the fact that you're able to take the tour and make it just so much more personal to yourselves. Yeah, I think that's what makes it helps make it uh, uh, interesting for us to keep doing it. It's yeah, not, totally. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's you not want, just you want to keep doing it. It's not punch. It's not punching into the office every day. It's not yeah. the same inside of a venue every day. I live for the set. That's it. Like you know, but being stuck in a bus or being stuck in a club, waiting the sound check is not like go do something, go eat some interesting food. You know what I mean? And yeah. then save that little nugget of energy you have to just explode once you get you know. Because you can set, make you can make it is. miserable if you want to. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that's easy. <laughs> you can sit in a van for nine hours and then go yeah. to a club and sound check and then go back to the van and then just wish you were going home, you know. Yeah. But I don't have yeah. any interest in doing that. I think as a band, we don't have any interest. Yeah. In that. You can you can ask the other guys, but I'll speak yeah. for them right now. Yeah, we, we like to travel. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now you guys too have worked with Cameron for quite a long time uh, on the production. So, you know, what is it that keeps bringing you back? Nick, you want to start? Oh, the abuse, maybe. Uh, uh, Cameron Webb. Cameron Webb is, I think, you know, it's like cliche, but like, look at his stats. You know what I mean? Like, the guy doesn't really need me to, to tell you why he's a really special and incredible music producer. His musical mind, like the way it works. Like, I think he's he's got this weird like 
special blend where like he's in your business like more than you want and sometimes but he's also like hands off like it's crazy and like the the level of people he's worked with i don't want to say egos but like yeah he's worked with like motorhead social d you know no effects these are like heavy hitter guys he's not the biggest name obviously you know but like if you know you know why he works with these people and why it's successful and why the records are always amazing sounding it's because it's like he gets something out of you that when you think and again like i think we explained earlier i'm like we go through so much just to get it to his ears that we're like usually exhausted like no song's done bro it's good let's just go recording he was like i was like what if we fix this and you're like god damn it and then he's almost (laughs) always right don't tell him i said that Please delete that part. He's almost <laughs> always right because you're like, Fuck. all right, all right. There's more. There's always more. And I think that's the true genius. And then it doesn't hurt that sonically he's just on another level. Like he'll get a guitar tone. That's like, I'm a guitar centric guy and I want to sound great. And I think I got it. And he's like, I think we can tweak it a little more. And it's just that it's that next level after just what you're there to do, which is to, get it down to get it tight to get it sounding great like he has like a little extra something to it where it's it's way more pleasing to the ear and also it's it's more authentic and it's more driven by the soul and by by what it's like to listen to this music you know he takes the perspective and flips it on you so he's like no no we're listening to your math your music your band now we're not a part of it like we need to think of it that way that's that's i got i got like a million stories in the studio working on i know yeah (laughs) on our stuff but one of the biggest impressions that ever made on me for cameron was sometimes i'll have to go to his studio and drop off a hard drive or something he's working with other bands and so i had to go drop a hard drive off and um he's in there with a band a band i'd never heard of um small band i don't even remember what label it was on I ring the bell he comes and gets it or some one of the guys from the band i walk in and he's in the middle of beating them up and doing all the same stuff that he does to us, to this other band. And I was like, I kind of felt cheated on a little bit. <laughs> he was giving them so much you attention. Only us, I'm and I was like, oh yeah, God. I was like, you yeah. do this with everybody. And I was just like, and it, to be honest, I was in there for like five minutes, dropped the thing off and it looked exhausting. And I was like, I am so glad I'm not in the studio right now getting beat up <laughs> working on a song. Like, I'm so glad like our work is done. And because he does that with every band and he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't sleep on any of it because when he's putting his name on something, it, it has to be right. So that was a big yeah. thing for me going in there and seeing him cheating on uh, us with another. Band. Yeah. Yeah. Any <laughs> bands out there, if you can, if you can convince Cameron to do your record, go with him. He, he's, you're going to sound better than you think. And it's, yeah, you're a better band for it really. But it, yeah, right now, if you ask me, do I want to go in the studio and record with Cameron Webb at this moment? I, I just did not get enough sleep and not, there's not enough coffee in the world right now. So, yeah, <laughs> but I'll be ready for the next one. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. When do you guys kind of, or like, are you considering a new record? Uh, like at this point, have you got some songs prepared in the can or you just focus on going out on tour? Right. Both. Handle, handle. Yeah. yeah I was going to say all, well, so, all of the above. So one thing that really that we wanted to change with Ignite that has always bugged me was the, uh, the gaps in between the albums um way too long it doesn't take 10 years to write a record it i mean we've had such large gaps if you look at the beginning of ignite we put out the european records into call my brothers into past our means and then there was a few years off in place called home and then from there it's it's few and far between um and we want to change that we want to be releasing records more often 
often. Um, we, it's so fun to write and uh, we get so, so much enjoyment out of it. And we want to be putting out new material. We don't want 10 years, six years in between records. It's, it's, there's no need for that. So that was a big, a big thing that we all talked about um, that we wanted to do for this new, next chapter of Ignite was we want to put music out more often. It's important. Yeah, I think yeah. no, definitely keep, keep everybody going. I mean, like, because because again, it's obvious that the fans want to hear it; they're ready for it. So, yeah, I mean, keep the keep the we, fires burning. We played in Calgary in two thousand after our Misfits tour, and then we didn't come back till two thousand nineteen. You were Dickens un- then, weren't that's you? That's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. can't expect people to remember you or come back, or uh, if you're not gonna put music out and go play these places. It's, it's, they yeah. absolutely go hand in hand. And when you have these yeah. large gaps and there's just, it's so hard to get momentum and keep momentum. We've been so lucky that we've been able to somehow conjure this up, but like it's, it's almost not deserved as far as I'm concerned for uh, the amount of time we've spent uh, releasing records and touring. Well, let's just say we're, we're very appreciative. Let's, <laughs> we, we're not going to say we don't deserve yeah. but we are. Believe <laughs> you, we, we do. We recognize that, man, we've got like, really great people that are are part of our camp that are part of our crew that are our fans everything it's all it's all one that's all one thing to me like they're they're not different divisions and god damn we're lucky so yeah but and and also that's motivation we want to make good on that and 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 to kind of add on to brett's uh you know answer to that it's like we man we uh really took advantage of having a year kind of in a vacuum everybody did obviously there was nowhere to go back in 2020 when when there was lockdowns and no touring you know basically nothing really so we we sat down and we worked our asses off and i'd say that we have at least a good jump on the next record after this record you know we got a lot of material and we're continually writing and we've got so much motivation and we're so excited to go play our new stuff and our old stuff with this group we got now and, and with it seems like we've got people's attention at least or remind them like hey like we're still here so i think it, you're gonna see it yeah it's gonna kind of like that snowball effect of like the more we play the more we want to play yeah we want to write we want to tour we want to tour more we want to come see if we haven't been there in a while so it's yeah it's cool it's very exciting yeah well i mean there's no question and if the music stays as good as this i mean i mean the songs like i think that the butcher and me is probably my favorite on the album but awesome. uh, but like i say nice. i mean there's some awesome stuff on here and i think that it's it's great for the fans to be able to hear it and i know that i do hope that you get a chance to come back to calgary because because i know we'll be in the audience but um all right you know when when you are out on tour like how how difficult is it i guess to tour Huh. So, I mean, it's right. it definitely can be hard when you're on the tour bus in Europe on the nice tour bus and you're you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, where are we? Berlin. Let's go get a coffee. That's not too hard when you're making that overnight <laughs> drive from Calgary to Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> it's a little different, you know, when you're like trying to find a spot to sleep in the van and uh, you're in the same van with the, you know, six, seven other guys. It can be it can be difficult. And, and of course, our lives have changed over the years. I'm married now. Uh, Nick has a kid. So those, those, all those factors change and, and uh, that, that changes our, our mindset and our outlook a little bit, but um, yeah, yeah, I I mean, we, this is what we love to do. We love being out on the road. We love the shows are the reward, like Nick said, and you know, we look forward to it. 
Yeah, it's difficult. Everything, everything worth doing is difficult, isn't it? You know, so to me, it's a privilege. So reminding myself of any difficulty is, is just earning what the reward is, which is playing the show, recording the record, meeting the people that, that this has impacted, you know, getting that feedback and getting that energy back. It's like that overnight drive that's in the back of my mind now. Now what's in the front of my mind is like, let's play this fucking show. Let's go. Let's have fun. Yep. But watch for out sure. for night danger. If you're yeah. if you're doing that drive, night danger for sure. Watch out for the moose. <laughs> night danger signs are great. Oh man, pull over, go, go to a Timmy's, whatever you gotta do, you know? Yeah. I might be drinking my Timmy's right now. There you go. Ah the boy. I was waiting for it. I'm like, one of these fucking guys gotta have one. You bet. Can't wait. We're we're coming up there. We're coming up soon, believe me. That'd be great. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, how much like they're almost 30 years. I mean, Brett, since you were starting the band, like how much has this hardcore slash punk scene changed? Dude, it was weird. So that was, a, it was starting the band when we did was the biggest blessing in disguise because of the big shift in the music yeah. industry in the two years before it, it went from, I don't even know what the music was in the late eighties. Uh, but when we hit the nineties and the Metallica black record hit the mainstream and the whole Seattle scene uh, exploded. It opened up the floodgates for the offspring, the green day, um, all that stuff to elevate this hard music scene to the level of, of where it's at, where, it, where it went then. And then where it became, because we just, I was just doing an interview earlier today, talking about this festival in Spain called the resurrection festival. That used to be just a small hardcore festival. Now it's one of the biggest hard rock festivals in the world and it's just watching that evolution of everything grow bigger and bigger for this scene has been amazing and we i mean riding that wave of that we had to put our work in and make the write the songs and the albums and everything but what a perfect time to start a hardcore band to start a punk band to have these indie labels like epitaph and fat wreck and vagrant and all these labels like roadrunner explode into these massive labels with these giant artists and you know we used to play basement shows with afi and hate breed and then they become some of the biggest major label <laughs> hard rock bands that there are. So yeah, it's been cool watching that whole thing unfold in front of us and being part of that has been like special. Well, and I, and I think too, it's, it's neat because you guys have that kind of crossover appeal. I mean, it's like, you can be, you can be hardcore, you can be punk, you can play on a hard rock show. I mean, it's, you know, you're not you're not bound in a lot of cases. Yeah, I mean, I look at you guys and see you played with Iron Maiden and the Misfits. I'm like, you're fitting right in everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. We're, like we've been lucky ahead, it from my like middle school binder. Yeah, those are like <laughs> stickers I had on there. But that's kind of cool. I mean, it's something that I think we don't take for granted. At least is that we, you know we've got passports into multiple genres of music, um, and I think we're really like careful to be respectful of that. You know, and and kind of also not pigeonhole ourselves too much because yeah, to focus on something so niche, you know, as to just be like, we're only this, we're only that we only play with these bands is just limiting. And I, I know musically, like we're all pretty different. Like the stuff we listen to, like you could interview individual members of Ignite and be like, how are these guys in the same fucking band? Like, it's just how it is. And, and I, you know, how it is when you listen to me, you're like, I don't want to listen to all thing. Um, so uh, yeah, I think we're, again, we're, we're pretty like, lucky to have the ability to kind of interlope and um believe me like it's not lost on me you know like the band started 
a good, you know, eight years before I joined 10 years. I mean, maybe, you know, I joined when I was 17 years old. I'm turning 40 this year. It's crazy to me to think about that. And I just always knew that this was a kind of music that was special and that it was not only a part of this big wave, but it had a really kind of cool specific place in it. In my mind, you know, as a kid, I didn't know which bands were super big or, you know, weren't or more underground yet. And, and me hearing night first time, I was like, I just fucking like it. I like that. It's both those things like vocally, it doesn't quite fit in with hardcore as much. And then musically, it's not quite this metal thing. It's really punk still. And it's got all these elements that when done right are just like, it's the perfect mix to be able to fulfill all kinds of different things musically for me as a musician, listening and playing. So we're lucky, man. Yeah, we're super lucky, but, but we put in the work too, for sure. That's right. Well, and I mean, of course, in the off times, you still do other things as well as I mean, any yeah. musician pretty much has to nowadays. I mean, it, you're pretty lucky if you're, if you're able to work doing one band, that's for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all definitely have to cover our bills and stuff with other things and, me and Nick like to write music for television and movie stuff. So we dabble with other stuff, but yeah, we put up, we put a bunch of our eggs in the ignite basket as far as like our creative and our energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back to the album. One question I, I'm, I'm curious about is why the title ignite for the album now, why is now the right time? <laughs> well, I mean, like he's like, obviously clash Ramones, Foo Fighters, other bands I like, like Stone Roses, start their career off with their self-titled record. And then some bands put the self-title out later, like Metallica and the Beatles did the white one. So Austin Chains, yeah. Yeah. And it's just it obviously for a, a number of reasons, uh the new chapter, the rebirth, um, yeah. it just fit. We had we had some titles that we were totally fine with. Um, we had the idea to do the self-title too. We ran that up with the label guys and they they were like we were going to ask you guys about doing a self-titled as well so it just <laughs> seemed to like be the right fit and it tells the story and it's like it's the relaunch it's the rebirth it's it's the next yeah. chapter for yeah, us I'd, I'd say that's why for sure yep. yeah and it's a terrific album it really is i mean i i mean brett uh, i i uh, brett was mentioning what was it you said was here the butcher the butcher and me yep the butcher and me yeah and anti-complicity. I want to say anti-complacency. Anti <laughs> it's close. Anthem. It's a tongue twister. Yeah, I, I think that might be my favorite song you guys have ever done. Uh, mm. You know, it's so it's so it's got every element. Um, Thanks. You know, I really hope people go and check out the album. Absolutely, and we are almost out of time because okay. Zoom only gives us so much, unfortunately. But yep. uh, you know, no I, I think is Instagram. I think is the best place to keep up with you guys on social media. Yeah, for sure. The most active. Yep. Absolutely. And, but yeah. uh, you know, promote the album, tell people why they should get it, where they can get it, when they can get it. Somebody make that hard sell. <laughs> Definitely. Give it to yeah. them. Give it to them, Brett. <laughs> yeah. Get loud. Absolutely. Yeah. So check us out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ignite Music is a night band. Uh, Ignite Instagram band. There. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah, yeah for sure. Full length record drop March 25th um yeah we got some more fun songs coming out before that though so keep an ear out and um come check us out we're hitting the road we're going everywhere so we're, we're looking forward to coming to you 
That's right. Well, I'm looking forward to you coming back, but, uh, you know, and, hear, and hearing these new songs, hearing Eli, uh, seeing him perform live. I mean, I, I think that'll be a treat, especially just from the music videos. But again, like I say, the, the album is awesome. I love it. I hope everybody gives it a listen. And, and I hope that uh, you guys have nothing but the best of success with this and the tour. And thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah we had a blast. Yeah, Thanks thank for taking the time, for sure. Oh, for sure. Anytime. We will talk again. All right. Take All care, right. guys. Bye now. All right, guys. Bye.